everybody, and welcome to the Paradise Podcast Network. My name is Corey Paradise, and I'm joined today by my lovely friends all the way down in another state. Still on the West Coast, though. I was going to say on another coast, but that would be a, a completely wrong statement in almost every way. Unless, unless you were on, you were in the Lex Luthor's housing development, and you were in the new West Coast, at which point we could be in completely that's true. Or we could be super people from fucking um, Jor-El. Yeah. Super people from from Jor-El. Yeah. You mean Krypton? Yeah. Or as they yeah. say in this fucking movie, Krypton. Krypton. What the fuck is their I, deal, huh? I think that ha- I think that has to do with like crypt- Kryptonite, because you don't say Kryptonite, like Kryptonite. You say Kryptonite. Mm-hmm. I think that's just like they're like, well, it's Kryptonite, so it must be Krypton. They just Something. fucking disrespected the source material, is what they did. Yeah. So we watched Superman 1978 with the wonderful Christopher Reeves, which, uh, did you, at any point in this, did you know, or, or like, I guess maybe I'm behind, I feel kind of bad, but like, I, I was doing research and I looked up Christopher Reeve and, and, uh, he died like in the early 2000s, but he was involved in a, in a crazy crash. An accident that, a, that left that him. A horse. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what, and that's crazy. I mean, <laughs> how many people fall off their fucking horse and are paralyzed from the neck down? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's if, if that's not crazy. I don't know what is because that's pretty fucking crazy. When I saw that, I was saw him giving an interview about Superman. I was watching the documentary for it, and I was just watching it, and he was you know, in the wheelchair, and I just, it was like, whoa, I just, I wasn't expecting that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so when I was doing some research, he was actually like, I felt like I should have known that, but apparently he did a ton of, like, philanth- uh, philanthropic, you know, work for uh, disabilities and charities and stuff like that, which is amazing. It's just, it was like going from Superman, then seeing that, like, just boom, boom, it was like, whoa, you know? It's, yeah. it's terrible. It's a tragedy, but it's it's amazing that he, he was able to do what he did after that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he um, after this movie, man, he went big. Let me tell you, this movie was a was a knockout at the box office. Yeah, because I mean, despite the time of the movie being made, I think it is still a very enjoyable movie. I mean, the sign of the times do show. Um, yeah. I think it does hold up well, but the only thing that's awkward is <laughs> is Superman just going, "Wee!" <laughs> and they're just like not flying like you think he would now, right? I think my favorite effect <laughs> was was the beginning one where he's out running the the train. Bro, oh, that yeah, one he's was like... so funky, man. <laughs> that one was so funky. That was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> that's him. It... Yeah, like it was. <laughs> But, but I mean, you know, we, and, but how did they do that? Did, now, is it exactly just two what I thought. different exactly pieces of footage, or was there actually a train and was it going two miles an hour? And then he was actually running, and then they just sped it up. Is that what they did? Well, there was a lot of probably blue, not. There was some blue screen used on set, so you know, it's not out of the question that they comped him, but. There's definitely some funniness going on with with some some sort of visual effect to get that like, 
wonky sped up motion, you know? Yeah. Well, are you sure yeah. it was blue screen? Because, I mean, his, his suit is blue. So it probably used yeah. to be. Yeah. No, well, but he was a kid at that screen. point. Some he was a kid machine. at the train scene. He was a kid at the train scene. So, I mean, he didn't have to. You're right. But, but he was in jeans. They went down. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, okay, I'm just busting balls. I'm sorry. That whole, the I'm whole just busting balls. sequence of this movie is like. It's is a it... slog. Can I just, can I say that? It was a slog. For me, the movie started when he fucking walks into the Daily Planet. Mm-hmm. Now, do I understand the need for the, uh, the previous context? Yeah. Does it mean I have to like it? No. Do mm-hmm. I like it? No. Bless you. <sighs> Bless you. Bless you. It makes me sick. It makes me sick. <laughs> to love think it. About. I love it. I love it. I love it. Same I um I really it, it was a slog. The the beginning I don't mind I the like, Kansas part. Once, I did. Once he hits Kansas, I you know, I feel like the movie kinda like I'm there for who like the main character. Like I know I came to the movie to see Superman and I know mm-hmm. this is where Superman begins. But mm-hmm. where like when we're back on Krypton, um, I feel like that whole sequence is like there's it's boring as all heck. Yep. And there's certain things I don't care about it. Visually mm-hmm. it's very interesting, but um Yeah. Yeah, I, it's I think, a cool setting. You're right. You're well, absolutely right. It's a cool it setting. A cool setting. It's a cool set piece. It's a cool model. It's like it's cool visual effects on how they did some of the shit. Like yeah. Yeah, the you costumes know. have aluminum foil, but it's all good. No, I, I did some research on that stuff. But Scott, what did you think of of the beginning of I this movie? I thought it was like so that scene on um on Krypton, right, with the suits and whatnot, the reflective suits. Yeah, we were we In were pan- like yeah, Krypton. My bad. Oh, okay, thank you. My bad. Sorry, I my couldn't bad. understand your accent. Yeah, I'm right. My bad. Earthling, sorry. I will <laughs> send you <laughs> through the mirror world. <laughs> I forget what it's called. <laughs> Yeah, the like weird that. like floating rec- like the diamond phantom zone. Like, phantom zone. That's the I phantom know that. zone. Oh, no, it's it's weird because I thought it was like a reflective surface, like a reflective material, like they do with um, what's it called, like the uh, safety vests on like uh, runways mm. and shit, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was that type of material, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm. because it looked really weird, right? It looked good, right? But Corey was like, "Is there some sort of after effect? Is there some sort it's of like this, some sort of that?" Right? Shit. I know it looked weird, but it fit. You know, I didn't yeah. question like, it oh, did feel did they... alien. Yeah, it almost felt like they inversed the suits specifically, right? Or they inversed yeah. um, whatever. Yeah, like negative. Yeah, they they made it negative, but it's it's crazy because like I I still don't know how they figured it out or how they did that. You know, that's the, I think that's one of the practical effects. I I'm, I'm gonna give this movie. Could be. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not even gonna try. I'm not even gonna yeah. fucking try. What? Yeah, Corey, <laughs> what 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 was the material? What? Yeah. How what did kind of effect? Uh, I thought it was a reflective surface, like the the safety jackets, right? Um, yeah. On runways, right? So it, it is. It's it, oh, it, it is okay. a hyper reflective surface that they that they made these costumes out of, and it was like a very cool and unique thing to do. But mm-hmm. it's not a super practical effect. There's a reason we don't see it a lot, mm-hmm. and it's because the material that that it was made out of was um, it was a surface that had. M- tiny little micro glass beads covered all over the surface and so when when light hit it it would refract in all different directions every single one of these beads so it was just any sort of light just became a you know a disco ball but 
if you touched it with your hands, it would come off on your hands, kind of like when you when you touch like a like butterfly glitter. wings or something. Oh, okay. you've done that, and like you yeah. get a bunch of like this dust on your hands. Same thing. So whenever they like whenever the actors were doing stuff, whenever they moved, shit would fall off. And whenever people worked on it, shit would fall off. So they had like gloves and everything, and it was just a a pain in the ass to work with. Okay. But yeah, huh. that was how they did that. <laughs> That's pretty, crazy. Pretty interesting. That explains why he looks so stiff in some of the shot where he's talking to people. It literally looks like he's doing one of these. And and I actually thought that maybe they did some compositing because of that. Because they were so stiff. I'm like, that's someone cutting them out and like make it you know, it's just making it easy. But it wasn't. It was all filmed in camera um for those scenes. So I don't have any footage because you know, I, I mentioned, or I haven't mentioned this, but a couple of weeks ago we did Spider-Man 2002 and I got, that thing got flagged so quickly for <laughs> copyright. Like yeah. before it was done processing, it was flagged on YouTube. So I'm just like, uh. I'm not even going to even try and compete with Warner Brothers and Superman. <laughs> like we're just going <laughs> to, we're just not going to show any footage. We're just going to, instead, actually what I have is, um, I use voice mod to for other stuff in my life and mm-hmm. and they have this really nice just background music like that they added to this surprisingly for stock music not that bad so I can just leave that in the background and that'll fill the void of what you can't watch go see the movie damn it give them some money <laughs> um so we, we go from, I, I guess we should explain this because this is good plot points as we go through the movie. On Krypton, we learn about Jor-El, which is Superman's father. He has predicted or scientifically figured out that it, the, the planet Krypton is coming to an end. And he tries to warn the council and the council doesn't heed his warnings. If you've heard comic, if you've heard the Superman story before, you you know exactly what's going on here. They, they don't heed the story. Krypton begins to implode and, and be destroyed and Jor-El sends his own son off to a planet of Earth where the radiation from the Earth will give him superpowers unlike anybody else that inhabits it. So that's the beginning. They they shoehorn in General Zod in the beginning which is this traitor amongst the Krypton civilization uh, and he has a couple cronies, and they are prisoners essentially, and they get sent to this uh, the Phantom Zone in this like weird glass, you know, two D kind of effect. Um, and they we don't really see them because they're not important for the first movie. Um, so that's it with I, Krypton. Yeah. Yeah. I um. The fucking, the new Superman, like the Henry Cavill iteration of Superman movie mm-hmm. did this as well, where like the intro shows fucking General Zod being, being a dick. Granted, the new ones always, they always have a fucking message, you know, it's, it's Zod being a, a patriot, he's being a, yeah. a globalist, if you will. Yeah. Um, trying to preserve the, uh, the natural order, or not the natural order, sorry, the established unnatural order of things you know because they have the synthetic babies and shit um man the thing that gets me is jor-el knows 
that the world is coming to an end beforehand in both of those situations. Right. And he still chooses to prosecute Zod and his cronies the same way both times. Now, granted, the, the characters are individual of each other, and I understand that. But, like, hey, the world's coming to an end, and we're going to put these bad guys in a pocket dimension. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty big... And like, and let him go, mm -hmm. and our world is ending. But let him go. Like, what, dude? <laughs> you know, it just. Yeah. yeah. Well, they don't set up the phantom dimension very well to know that, like, you, you probably don't want to go there versus death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If that was I, set up, that. then, like, it, then it's understandable. But you're right. Yeah. They maybe don't set if they had a, maybe if they had a little bit of like how agonizing being in the phantom zone it or like the monsters that are because i think that was in one of the animated uh iterations which you don't have to talk yeah. about a whole lot but there's monsters in the phantom zone that they like have to fight off to survive in, and like in that's, some of them there's actually kinda... like full-on prisons like yeah 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 so it, it's it's kind of like depending on the iteration of it the phantom zone takes on many walks of life but yeah, yeah. there's like a, he, even there's in a the, setup uh, for Supergirl in one of them where she gets sent into the Phantom Zone and like gets rebounded back out and just happens to be hit back to Earth. Yeah. What were you saying? Um, I was even gonna say they uh they even use the Phantom Zone in uh um Injustice. Yeah. Uh, Injustice to the video game. And that and that's and where they, they use send it in the first ones. Oh, they use it in the first one? It might not be a plot point, but they use it on, like, the the Fortress of Solitude map. And you can hit somebody into the Phantom Zone. Oh. And then they get hit back. I'm in yeah. the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm in the story. story. They, like, the story, banish yeah, Superman yeah. to the Phantom Zone, I thought. No, they do. they do. They do. Yeah. Um, They're that's making in an animated too. series for Injustice. Yeah, that's super exciting. Yeah. It's super exciting. I was actually going to ask you how you felt about that, but... We'll save it for the afterward. Yeah, we'll save it for the end. so... We go to Kansas, we see little kid dick, and then we keep going through and we get, we keep going, we keep going. We, we meet some people in high school where obviously we have high schoolers playing high schoolers and, um, you're right. Let's just pick it up. His father dies of a heart attack in the middle of the farm. Wham, wham, wham. It's sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He dies immediately after bestowing a little <laughs> nugget of wisdom, which is just classic that's the real Superman curse. Can I just say, guy loses both of his father figures, dude. At this point, he's the death sentence. That's the real Superman curses. You don't get a dad. This guy has like a Death Note type of power built into him. And all he has to do is say, you're like a father to me. Boom, marked for death. All right. That's so after it. after his dad dies, though. Right. He curses his dad. Uh -huh. What is the next thing that happens in the film? When did you watch it last, Alfie? Um two hours ago okay we watched it like a week ago oh. <laughs> so we're, we're going on like completely opposite like yeah we're chugging our memory bags I, you're over so here Scott, like i just saw this Scott, I li yeah me? i literally i just watched it. i okay. needed it to be fresh because there's always yeah. little things i pick up on that i want to bring up and i don't write them down Dude, so i forget I, and then I later and then yeah. later i i remember them that, that's krypton that that got me so fucking much. I was like, gonna mention that. Well, I, I that think he took away Krypton the most out of this movie, man. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> okay, Scott, tell me yes. after the death of Jonathan Kent, mm -hmm. what does Superman do next? He, if I'm remembering correctly, he gets this like weird inkling to go back to the crash site to get the the green uh, 
like the green crystal, right? Green and that, crystal. That brings him to the Fortress of Solitude. Yep. Right, where he, he meets the hologram of his parents. Yeah, he goes on this journey across the world <laughs> to the Arctic where he jumps in. Cool thing, that uh -huh. Arctic set is a set, like a full-on huge set, like a football field in, in length and in size. It's a big-ass set, mm -hmm. and that's a common thing in this movie, and it's one of the things I kind of like about it is that because it's old, it has a different meaning for a large budget. And, and it's something I will talk about. I want to talk about just a little bit later, but mm -hmm. maybe that's just a little bit of foreshadow, a little bit of an inkling. But this movie does, it had a big budget for its day. And we'll talk more about the budget a little bit later because there's some hinky bits to it, but it had a big budget. But what that means nowadays to have a big budget is completely different than back then. But you're right. So they go to the Fortress of Solitude. He, he gets the hologram of his parents and the little crystals and the tubes that they have coming up out of everything. And then he also gets his suit. And that's kind of the big thing. I wish they had shown kind of more of a visual of this, of what the suit is made of. Because that's always when you're when I read the comics, that's always one of the things I look out for is how do they explain the suit? Because mm -hmm. every generation of Superman kind of has a different explanation to like what the suit is and how it works. Yeah. But this one is just a suit and it gives him some powers um, like the rapper. Remember the rapper? Maybe that was that in two. That's in Superman four or something where he like throws the S that's at in them. Two. That's in two. That's yeah. in two. We watched yeah. both of them. Uh -huh. And we saw it. So yeah, that's like in two. He takes the S, throws it at the guy. He gets all like tangled in it. Never mentions it again. Never uses it again. It's just no. like weirdest thing. Just ever. the Superman thing. It's it's I. If I had to best summarize his powers in this, it's just Superman, dude. Dude, it's can we talk about how cool? Okay, so like <laughs> at the Fortress of Solitude, when he's done uh -huh. there, he's kind of. He's learned that he needs to help humanity, but he cannot, this is a big part, he cannot interfere with it. He cannot interfere with humanity. He cannot. Well, that's paradoxical. So, yeah, yeah but it's, it's one of those ones where you're like, well, how can you not? And then it's like, it becomes much more apparent at the end of the movie, what it truly, like, how he defies that meaning. But yeah tells him very specifically like don't interfere with humanity's path like don't interfere with their history um and then he he takes off from the fortress of solitude and i tell you that takeoff scene where he flies for the first time i know we talk about it like it's this funny thing and it's you know it's it like looks so janky <laughs> yeah it looks so janky nowadays especially compared to like all the CG shit we expect to see now, you know, of people yeah. flying and doing stuff. But I yeah, tell people you, people flying man, ain't shit. <laughs> when this guy flew, it was the first time that that shit was done on screen that way. Like all the other times, it was like a vertical takeoff, like Mary Poppins, you know? Like that's what flying looked like. This was the first time someone like took off vertically. And uh, when I was doing research for the and looking at the documentary for the making of this they talk about when how the like the rigs and stuff they had to do that were all very complex and extremely uncomfortable but they worked and and the first time they put christopher reeve in it 
they were just doing a test filming. They were doing a test screen, just see how they could get, you know, where they need the camera to be to get the, the look, how he mm-hmm. needs to move, just a practice run for everybody, to, the whole crew to get this done. And do the first take, he, he takes off, and nobody else had done this. All the, all the like, all the uh, action people and stunt coordinators didn't do this. He steps in, does it, and he gets this perfect. He takes off, and then he gets that little bit of a bank, you know, as he goes up by the camera. And everyone was like, oh, my God, just fucking jaw dropped on the ground. Like, they just watched Iron Man scream through the roof and take off on a sonic boom. Like, that's how they looked at yeah. this scene. That's how revolutionary this shit was. And it's so weird to look at it now. And it's like, dude. Flying I can do that with my iPhone. Anymore, man. You know? yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big thing, man. <laughs> Flying ain't shit. Yeah, dude. But when it... Well, so, the, a bunch, uh-huh. of the, bunch of the marketing for the movie was like, we will make a man fly. Like, that was like the tagline. Like, they're going to make someone fly on screen. It was like, holy shit. Let alone... Mm-hmm. Let alone... Okay, wait, I was going to spoil something. We'll get there. <laughs> Dude, she gets whacked. I'm just going to drop, like, a spoiler. Is, is that cool with you guys? You were going to say something, You were going to say something. What were you going to say? Uh, no, it's just, um, you know, for the time, it's impactful. But again, it is it is really goofy when you're looking at it now, considering, and especially with the other effects being pretty good, I'd say. Like, holding up pretty well. Dude, right? what about that? But what about in this next scene? So right, he gets he gets uh-huh. to Metropolis, uh-huh. and we we get to see him at the Daily Bugle. He interacts with Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, these famous characters. In the fucking next sequence, Lois Lane, damsel in distress, fucking Final Destination bullshit with her helicopter gets caught on an electrical line, taking off. Her pilot gets knocked unconscious. And she is left there dangling on the side of a building <laughs> in, a, in this haphazard sequence of events. It is yeah. insane. Can I, can I, can I say, say it's... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I saw that her hat fell off. Uh-huh. But did they, they have a scene of it falling off her head and then a follow-up shot of it falling. Did they have a shot of it landing? And I know you guys said you watched this like last Clark week. Clark so. picked it up. He picks it up? Yeah, he picks it up, looks at it, and then looks yes, up. Yes, and... that's what happens. That's that's what triggers him. Okay, I yeah. just watched it and I didn't yeah. fucking. Because remember, he gets delayed by the elevator, right? He gets delayed by the elevator because no one wants to like give him time of day, right? Because he's Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I remember this movie. <laughs> I don't. How I remember these details. So he 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 looks up. He sees Lois Lane dangling from this helicopter. Lewis, what's it? Uh-huh. What is it? Lois? Uh, is it Lois? Lewis? It's, it's L-U-I-S. Lois. Hey, Lois. Yeah, yeah Lois Lane. <laughs> well, Lois Lane. Like Lois, like Peter's wife. She's hanging hey, from a helicopter. Sto- tens of stories. 50, 100 stories above. And that this is the first appearance of Superman. In mm-hmm. the, on screen, for the first mm-hmm. time ever. Fucking Kal-El. Freaking... Superman crest and all, Krypton in his blood, runs around a rotary door and turns into Superman. Can can we talk about the gag though of the I phone booth? I hope we do. 
Oh, that's the phone booth. Yeah, so that's at first, before he goes in this, like, rotary door, he, he's going to this phone booth, and he's expecting it to be, like, one of those closing ones, right? That was pretty common, you know, back in the day. But it turns out to be one where you can, like, see your legs, like, yeah. on the outside, right? And it's like, there's no door to shut. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I gotta say, that's pretty funny. It's yeah, pretty that, funny that if pretty you, like, good. understand that, yeah. <laughs> so this is where we start to get now into the real kind of plot of the movie that's going to be pushing and moving things forward from here on. We, we get the other side. We get the criminal mastermind of the world, Lex Luthor's point of oh, view. I thought I thought the criminal mastermind was Otis. Well, no. it's just very not if you're asking... Uh, <laughs> not if you're asking... Uh, Lex Luthor. Darn he, the Luthor. He will remind you every chance he gets <laughs> that yeah. he is the, the super genius of the world. Oh my um, goodness. No, I, I'm pretty sure Otis had it out for him, like, secretly, right? He was like, yeah, I'm going to be the best. That's I'm going to murder him somehow. <laughs> well, so, we, we, we cut to the scene where we we enter into this new set piece where okay. it, it is Lex Luthor's layer 200 feet under the ground and and i think this is where i'm going to take the moment to talk about this which is like his set piece is it we come back to a number of times in this movie and the next movie mm-hmm. and it's funny to look at how budgets get used this was a big budget film for its day and part of the big budget was because it was filming superman 1 and superman 2 at the exact same time so both of those movies were planned to come out the way they were but they ran out of funding trying to get through superman 2 and they had to rush superman 1. there was never there was never a preview copy of superman it went from the cutting room floor well i guess not the cutting room floor but it went from the editing room the editing bay straight to release and they just like threw the gamble on it and we're like we hope this works <laughs> and oh my god it it did it did fantastic yeah. um and they finished superman 2 and then they had two more after that but part of what they did with the filming of these two is they built set pieces that they would use in both that you know like the um fortress of solitude and lex luther's lair here they use them over and over again, which means they had to build these places. It's not just like, you know, let's go rent this movie, you know, this set, this building over here. God, talk. Let's go rent that building over here and just film in it. And then if we need to come back, we'll rent it out again. No, they had warehouses that they built these sets in physically. And so that is where a ton of the money and funding for this shit goes in these types of movies is specifically to get these giant set pieces built which i think is so funny because like nowadays really big movies like james bonds notoriously huge um like budgets to get filmed and the reason is because they are going to the real places like they're doing the exact opposite like yeah Back then, they spent so much money because they had to build all the places. Now we spend a shit ton of money so we can go to the places that we were building sets for. It's it's weird. But it's also like, 
they built this set and where's this note here because this will this is also very interesting um so they built these sets and like i said they filmed superman one and two at the same time this accumulated to a total of 19 months of filming 11 crews filmed okay in three different continents across these 19 months and in total about a thousand crew members were used to film these two movies Jeez. I mean, these are these are huge productions even by today's standards that's fucking crazy mm-hmm. like and the in that documentary, they were saying that they would have 14 to 15 hour uh, shoot days. So when it was your time, you had a 15 hour day. And that could involve going to this warehouse over here on the Warner Brothers lot. And then mm-hmm. carting it to that lot on the other side to do this scene from the second movie. But you're not even done with the first scene in the first movie. And you have to do the second movie back to the first film two separate scenes out of order then go to the second set film a couple scenes for the second movie and and it's like that's fucking crazy man (laughs) is that how they pumped out the second one within two years yeah because it was all filmed that's that's how it was filmed like jumping around and like it makes you wonder how many retakes they had to do in that time slot right yeah that's that's insane the other thing is that, like I said, they ran out of they ran out of funding for the second movie, so they had say to say they ran out of film. <laughs> Dude, it's it's insane. So, the the set piece that is Lex Luthor's headquarters is big. It's huge. It's a real place that you mm-hmm. can like run in and out of and jump around and like it's almost like a little playground in a way, you know? Yeah. But like, that's where they spend their budget. And then there's certain techniques from the time that they have to use to, to, to get a look. Like, there's certain looks that movies have because they are constrained to certain ways of filming. Or there's certain, like, tropes or techniques that are used as, like, your foundational pieces. In these movies, it's your wide angle. It's setting a wide angle and then letting your actors act in the, in the scene and just film the whole thing and not have like a cut over the shoulder cut over this shoulder wide angle cut over their shoulder here's a look from the stairwell as you're approaching from behind like because it just looks cool and we have digital film and we can just film as much as we want like they had to be precise with what they filmed and they had to film it as much as they could you know they didn't want to keep doing shots over and over again so there's a lot of just wide angle shots and I freaking love that because it's like I like letting the actors like work in the space. It makes it feel like it's an actual space, you know, mm-hmm. and not just blocked off shots over the shoulder. All right, I talked a lot there. Let's move on. The Lex Luthor, they get there. The whole point that they're that they're at this headquarters is because uh, they they need to. That's Alfie. They need to explain what um, you know. He he's up. He's conniving. He has a master plan in the works. And he hates Superman, this new th- person that comes up on the block. That's always something that has to run with the Lex Luthor traits. And in this scene, where are we at? We learn 
that Lex Luthor is buying up a ton of of just inexpensive land in the middle of nowhere in California. But in this scene, we also see uh, his henchmen sneak onto a missile and reprogram it only to get back to Lex Luthor to find out he reprogrammed it wrong and they need to do it all over again. <laughs> and so we see it happen all over again. Uh. And I thought, man, th- why? <laughs> like, I-, I watched that scene and I was just like, why? Why did they do this? They made the conscious effort of like... Yeah, what was the point of just doing that? You could have just said, ah, oh, they did it. Or, or he could bumble and screw it up but then doing the sequence over again, I was like, I was like, no way they actually do that. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it seems like a test, like, and then they'll do something cool. You know, like, they're they're setting you up for expectation and then they do something else. No, nope, they just they keep going. Um, and this is, uh, so they reprogram these two missiles. One of them, Scott, is going to... Oh, this is this is the part of the movie I forgot. I, I'll be honest. I I I sack zoned out. Packing oh, so you're going for the Alfie. So you're going with the harder one, Alf. What is it? <laughs> oh, what one of them's going to hack and sack New Jersey. Hack he really didn't New give a Jersey. shit. Yeah, it was something like that. Yep, that's exactly it. And Scott, the other one was going to the West Coast. What California, was right? Yeah, well, the destination the, yeah. was the San Andreas Fault. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, in this, so this kind of buying up of land in California triggers something in the Daily Planet and uh, the Daily Globe, right? Mm-hmm. Is it planet? planet? Daily Planet. Daily Planet. Daily Planet. They said it didn't say bugle. Yeah. Um, so uh, bugle okay. tournament. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay, you're just gonna call me out here, Quay. All right. Found <laughs> <laughs> a bugle tournament in dallas (laughs) um but this this spurs the detectives and the investigative journalism over at the daily planet lois lane gets on the case and she flies her ass out to california and she's gonna go investigate just what lex luther is up to buying up all this land she's gonna go out and investigate all this real estate and so that's where she is in this whole mix um this was another thing was like now when Lex goes to the <laughs> Lex goes on this journey and finds the fortress of solitude. Right? Is that in no. this that's that's not that's in this in one? That's, that's in, in the two. next he, one. He escapes jail into, remember? Okay, so then, then how he does goes, he get yeah. the kryptonite in this one? He stole it from a museum. It was a meteorite that he was like, oh. meteorite must be from Krypton. That was literally, that yeah, was it. That's what I have in That my was notes. the logic. Yeah, because I mean, he, in, kryptonite. he was at the library going, ah, but that meteorite, right? It's linked to Superman somehow, right? And because he said it, yeah. so it was. Because <laughs> he gets his hands on this kryptonite. That's all I wrote in my notes. I forgot completely how he got it. Um... And, yes, yeah, uh, I remember that because it's it's the stairs scene where Otis is like, oh yeah, let's go over here, and he like leaves Lex Luthor. He's hanging. like, and for Nincompoop, Neanderthal. 
Dude, can we take a moment while we're going through this and yeah. just point out just like the outfits that they chose for the her, his other assistant were like very Unneeded. out there, like Unneeded. compared to everything else in the film. Like Lois Lane is is in a nightgown flying through the sky, surely getting torn up by ice crystals forming in the upper atmosphere. Yeah. But you know, like. It's a nightgown. It's worth it. It's. Yeah. I guess if we were playing an anime, I guess that would have like the highest stats, <laughs> better stats than the Superman costume for sure. I mean, you know it. And then you've got uh, what's her name? Lex Luthor's female sister. I think Eve is her name, right? Dude, she has the strongest yeah, armor in the game. <laughs> she's, oh, she's got she's endgame armor, dude. Armor. She's got endgame armor, bro. She's been farming those destiny raids and shit. You know when the game shows you this, like your boss at the at the beginning? That's what she was. She was wearing <laughs> boss armor in her first appearance. Oh my goodness, dude! It's well, stupid. Lex gets his, gets this kryptonite, but not only that, he lures. Is it a sick chain? <laughs> <laughs> Ice. My man Lex stays neck. cold. I want to see Kill that it. Lex Luthor, the Lex Luthor from like Earth, like uh, I don't know what what, what would be a good 69. number for a rap. Four twenty. <laughs> yeah, Earth four twenty, where every superhero is a rapper. <laughs> is in the music game and <laughs> Lex Luthor has a giant chain of like of kryptonite. <laughs> yeah. So he gets his hands on this kryptonite. Um and he also lures Superman to his base. Do, do you guys remember how that happens? Yeah, That's a legitimate he, uh, question. He spins he's on the street and Superman spins really fast, but not before warning the people around him to stay back. He gently says, stay oh. back. No, there and was something before that. he spins really hard in place and he falls in. Oh, you're right. he gets you're shot right. at. About and this. then he gets lit on fire. And then he gets frozen. And then he just goes, wah. And the foam, I mean I ice, totally falls off. That. You, you've Dude, killed Corey. You've killed thought, Corey. Because it's the most perfect so cement circle ever. Dude, when he does, yeah, he spins in a circle and like drills through the concrete. That's some yeah. power friendship shit right there. The way that they did that, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> playing. Well, I forget why he has to dig under there. I forget why, because there was yeah. a reason and he he look he used his X-ray vision. No, he, he did. He was. Shit. I think he was alerted by um, like the news or something. Right, yeah, where Lex was announcing that, like, oh, I've got this thing underneath the <laughs> no, earth. Just a second. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch. <laughs> okay, yeah, watch it real quick. Watch it. Ah, uh, okay. How was it? How was it? Terrible. Second time, <laughs> for, worse than the first. Um, so he gets, but so Superman digs himself down. He drills down, yeah. and he finds himself in the lair. And now that he's there, Lex Luthor is able to incapacitate Superman using the kryptonite. No, no, no. Using reverse psychology. The, the kryptonite. No. Reverse, reverse psychology. psychology? Yeah. Because he, he gets thrown and he's like, no, don't. <laughs> he's like, what's in this lead box? And Lex is like, no, don't do it. Don't open it. He's like this. You're right. And then he opens. Yeah. But the, I thought what was weirder is that. Don't do it. Something. <laughs> 
Superman, please. God, dude. <laughs> dude and then he I opens it and he's like, it. bitch. <laughs> okay, before I get too sidetracked, but that, yeah. I was telling Scott earlier before all this podcast about my forays into TikTok just to like browse it because uh-huh. I was a huge fan of Vine in the day and I just been so reluctant to get on the TikTok you know chain that I I just haven't finally did and I hate that you can't like there's no just like top TikToks of the day you know or like yeah what's yeah, you the gotta, top you get it's a just random. you page yeah and it's just and it's just random bullshit that's that's flowing through TikTok, I swear to God, you see just you just see shit like that. You're like, I don't fucking hear. You're, you're just like, you just see <laughs> random people doing bullshit. You're like, this is cringe as fuck. Like the worst. The, the worst generation is, is, is rude. <laughs> this is this is a this is a, a huge sidetrack. But I would say the worst of it is those fucking pretty boys that all have the same fucking haircut and they just go like this. Talent. Talent, I'm telling you, dude. Goddamn. Somebody get them a fucking agent. But if you Honestly, bitch about it on TikTok, you're a hater because you're. So, so here's <laughs> the thing. I think Lex Luthor was one of those kids growing up where he's just doing that dance. He's just like, oh, I'm so evil. No, Lex so Luthor was the was the. He was um. He was a self-conscious runt in the corner. Yeah, he <laughs> he was the one making fun of those kids like me. Like me. Oh, okay. Are you saying you're gonna be like Luther? <laughs> Are you the next like, mean, I'm going, you know, I'm going for the the hair right now. If I if I take this headband <laughs> off, man, <laughs> the gene. You don't want to know. But yeah. I forgot he had wigs. Oh my god, yeah. I forgot Lex Luther had wigs on. Yes, like this so. So the, the story <laughs> with that is that Gene Hackman didn't want to get his hair shaved. Like, he didn't uh-huh. want to do that. He's like, if you can figure it out, please, I don't want to shave my head. And they're yeah. like, okay. And so in that one instance that he had no hair, like, the couple times, they put a bald cap on him. And uh, uh-huh. But everything else was, that that was, like, his hair. Um, Damn, dude. Okay. It's okay. crazy because Lex Luthor in the animated series, this is, a, I know this is a tangent, but... <laughs> Every fucking male in the goddamn animated series is just jacked. Yeah, they all got the same. They're like, all like suit, fucking. Suit. All right, what are we, they all literally? They copy pasted Batman's fucking. Batman. <laughs> well, Batman has it too. No, they literally <laughs> copy pasted fucking Superman's body. They're like, all right, this dude's bald, so you know he's Lex Luthor. All right, this guy's black, so you know he's a Green Lantern. This guy covers his face, so you know he's Batman. They all could be the same fucking dude from the neck down. That's all but I wanted sir, to say. Sir, <laughs> sir, this one is bald as well. What do you want to do with him? Ah, make him red. That's the Flash. That's the Flash. I know, even the Full Joker day. has the same physique as, like, Superman. <laughs> so, in this in this sequence of Jojo's events, though, while we're, while we're in the HQ, Superman is, is incapacitated using by the power of reverse psychology. Thank you. Superman is defeated with kryptonite and I thought this was an interesting effect that we should see tackled a bit more which is that when you throw kryptonite into water the water then becomes kryptonite <laughs> right that's basically what happened like there was a magnification effect yeah that in which Superman just couldn't swim 
or float. Yeah, or it like spread out his energy and he just never learned how to swim, right? That's yeah, how I took it. it just... Maybe he never had to learn how to swim because he Yeah, because he's fly. fucking Superman. He's like, oh, I normally just fly through the water. He's like, oh, swimming harsh, posh. I'm... But he has enough he has enough strength to talk to the the assistant. <laughs> like, yeah. Not only to talk to, but negotiate. <laughs> He wasn't talking, man. He was. Yeah, don't you love it? He's like. <laughs> well, was she, he was like this. He, he was literally. This is him. He's like. I'll send her back. Yeah, there was a couple times where he's drowning and he's like way below water and then out of nowhere. Please help me. <laughs> Superman. I'll help you, Superman, but you gotta. You gotta. I see my mom. Yeah, he goes back up. What'd you say? I was underwater. <laughs> he, she like she helps him, and he's just like, crime never pays, and he flies off to purposely <laughs> lets fucking Hackensack get blown up. Well, okay, so we played out the scene, but that's what happens though. Is the assistant, yeah. her mom, lives in Hackensack, and uh, the place that the bomb, one of the missiles, is targeted and going to. And Lex Luthor couldn't care less. And so she has this change of heart and turns over a new leaf and helps Superman after after she really did the bargaining. I mean, she's the one that was like, well, Superman, you got to save my mom. It's like, <laughs> there's a fucking... California is about to become two different states. It's <laughs> like, but my mom. <laughs> well, turns out it doesn't fucking matter in the end of the day, but... We're gonna get there. She saves him. She saves Superman from from the, the Krypton spa, and what a saint. golf clap for that lady. And um, and Superman, you know, you gotta give it to him. Good boy, Clark Kent. He keeps his word. He goes to the eastbound missile first. So there's two missiles in this scenario that Lex Luthor has shot off while also incapacitating Superman. This is actually a pretty good plan on his part. You gotta admit, like- You know, and at least he didn't tell him of his plan until after it was already in motion. And he's right? like, even even you with all your speed, you couldn't, you couldn't possibly get both missiles. He doesn't say it like that, but, but you know, even if you could, like here's the wild card, bitch. Like, you know, here's the, oh, I have my hands tied in a lock, I'll never, Let's see if I can escape underwater. You know, it's like, it's just yeah. upping the stakes every single time. And so with when Superman is saved from, from the Krypton spa and he flies off and he goes eastbound first to stop the missile from Hackensack, New Jersey, he catches up to it. And uh, is that the one he redirects into space? Yeah, he sends it into space, which... Starts Superman too. <laughs> yeah, so so that's the one that goes into space, blows up the fan of what you're at, and brings in us to, to Superman too. And uh, but he's not, and then he starts flying across the United States to the West Coast, and unfortunately, unfortunately, is not able to make it. He um he's not in time, and well, the bomb explodes in the San Andreas Fault. And this is where, this this was like the point in the movie that I just kind of set all my utensils down and went, what in the flying fuck is going on in this movie? 
because yeah. with the facing the monumental catastrophic destruction of the San, of a San Andreas fault line moving and shifting and exploding Superman flies into that thing grabs tectonic plates and seals it up with his bare hands what the fucking comic did I not read as a kid like where did I miss this uh, I mean, when we were busy bashing Superman, he's been moving uh, planets, tectonic plates in the Golden Age. Yeah. <laughs> Just move the moon to like, like fix, oh move the coast somewhere else. Like, it's it's so funny because not only that, it also disrupts the dam that's apparently nearby, right? Yeah, the, it causes the, it to shatter. Um, right, the Hoover Dam. Yeah. The and it Hoover starts Dam. to flood down onto Hoover. what I can only assume is, uh, what I can only assume is a makeshift like makeup town that they built out of like small wooden features and shit, which could affect. Me. Yeah, like, tons of th at this point in the movie, there was tons of little miniature sets that they built, and it's they didn't get the scaling quite right because you can tell in the scenes that it's the water it's like the wrong size you can tell it's zoomed in you know yeah like yeah. The well, water even then it looks like scale. plasticky you know the set at the end where this water yeah. is rushing from the dam the, the set looks plastic you know when you compare it to like the sets of krypton and and like the don't like that whole sequence where zod and his cronies get sent into the phantom dimension where that mm -hmm. dome like unveils and that beam of light dude that shit was cool like i don't yeah i don't care if it looks corny or like looks like a physical set now it's like it's fun to think about like you know a bunch of nerds gathering around a dark <laughs> room in a, in a fucking globe that turns and they have a giant camera worth more than their lives you know filming a toy it's just it's outrageous. i was gonna say when you cement yourself in the movie you get like into it right you really like embrace the movie you're like ah, oh, this is cool i was expecting oh yeah when a bunch of fucking dorks just gather in a dark room like a dark globe <laughs> and just shoot a beam of light and exile some people dude that's a fun sight to see man I, come on man give him some more credit all right he's a dork that figured out the planet was gonna explode in 30 days it's so at this point my jaw sufficiently on the floor <laughs> superman just stopped tectonic plates from wreaking havoc on California. This has got to be the upper echelon of this movie. No! In fact, no. I'm immediately proved wrong when, even when he's able to stop the tectonic plates from shifting, the aftershocks keep going. And Lois Lane, bless her heart, is out there on the land looking at where this new California coastline is supposed to be and her car oh, gets caught up home. in the mix. She's picking out her new home on the new coastline. She's insider trading with Lex Luthor. <laughs> and her, but her car gets caught in, a, in the aftershock, a crevasse in the aftershock and gets filled and she gets buried alive. And Superman is not able to save her. Even for all his strength and speed, he was not fast enough, just as Lex Luthor predicted. Just as he predicted. All hail Lex Luthor. Obviously, that man is ahead of the curve. Greatest criminal mastermind of our time, Lex Luthor. He fucking pulled it off. 
He's never but not even he could foresee the fucking insanity of Jor-El's words coming back into the movie going, don't mess with history, Superman. And Superman goes, you know what, Dad? Fuck you. And I, he starts run, speeding, flying his ass around Earth the opposite direction. So fast, in fact, he becomes a fucking missile of Einstein's theories and sends the world back in time a couple minutes so that the missile doesn't go off and Lois Lane doesn't die and then he flies back around the Earth and back again so that he can speed up time again so that the Earth is running at normal speed and he can stop the missile from blowing up and Lois Lane still is alive. <sighs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the biggest middle finger. Imagine, could you imagine the reality where in Superman 1978 they just let Lois Lane die, and that's a consequence of the movie, and that was in the script. I think they cured cancer in that reality. Well, I really it's, do. It's a nice plot point because, first of all, her death is probably some of the most gruesome death I've seen in like any superhero movie, where they're just literally dumping rocks on the actor, like Margot Kidder, right? Where they're just dumping rocks in a, like on her in a car, and she's just like, ah! and she's literally like <laughs> blood-curdling screams, right? And you're just like, wait, no, don't show me this. Don't show me this for like five cuts, please stop, right? And, but like, I think it would be a good ending compared to what we got, right? Like Superman doesn't need this. He's Superman, whatever, teach him some content. <laughs> he turns, he It's, it's literally the, the ending of that one Rick and so Morty episode fast. where, um, what's it called? They mess with the time wizards, right? And the time wizards beat up Einstein. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And Einstein goes, I feel mess with time. I feel mess with time. <laughs> he starts writing the equations. It's it that's literally the ending. That's literally what Superman did. He said, fuck it, almost with time. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, we're, shit. we're key and peel testicle monsters beat the <sighs> shit out of Einstein instead of writing. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh my goodness, but You guys think more you want to talk about the movie or do you want to talk about some more behind the scenes shit? What's your final I mean, I, words um, on this? I mean, what, can I just say, <laughs> yeah. th there were some wide-angle shots that did not impress me. <laughs> like, for example, <laughs> the Hollywood sign falling and then, like, all the extras running for their lives. Come on, man. They're literally... They're I don't like, even oh, remember oh, it, oh, dude. Now we're, now we're going this way? They're literally, they're walking... They're walking, dude. Like, <laughs> walking. put a little fucking pep in your step. Gotta get my steps. I gotta nah, get my Superman's steps. Nah, Superman's got the day. Superman will dude, save. The director, who directed the movie? Because it should have been like, hey, if you don't move fast, you're actually gonna get crossed. <laughs> Richard, I will give you some real I will push here. the O on you, Wendy. Move it. She's well, over there like. <laughs> so they um the director for the first film didn't was not did not come back for the second they didn't bring him back um scott what, what's your final thoughts on the movie before we move on um so my main thing is like watching this movie there's a lot that i've noticed in other movies like like you had mentioned, Corey, that this is kind of like the grandfather of where these superhero movies type tend to yeah. like pick from, right? Yeah. And we even talked about it where, um, you know, in the beginning of the movie, where you know, oh, it's just a small kid, you know, and his uncle's old, and you know, ah, oh, his grandma's there, and they're old, right? They're old. They're not really his parents, right? 
and then he, you know, he, oh, he's, oh, he loses his grandpa. Uncle Ben what? dies. Oh, wait, no. Wait, oh, he, he loses him, right? To, <laughs> yeah, like, like, something, yeah. right? Uncle Ben dies in this movie, right? This is... And then he, he realizes, yeah, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Then he goes to be a photographer, news reporter. Oh, dude, that's crazy, right? Yeah, imagine if those superheroes <laughs> ran for office. Not necessarily the president, but imagine dude. if Peter Parker was like, you know what, I can really clean up this town, and I can also do it on a smaller level. I'm going to run to be mayor. <laughs> that's that dude i'm gonna write it i'm gonna write the fucking thing where peter parker tries hard a, in college uh, and becomes the mayor of of all of new york well, and he well, makes here's... life better for disenfranchised black half black half latino teens and miles morales doesn't have to take up the mantle of being spider-man he gets to go and and do his own thing, cure cancer, and that's the full tie-in for for that that series. But he well, still like, gets to beat up the rhino. Here's the thing, though. Here's <laughs> the thing, right? Like, it's crazy how Man of Steel also kind of took this the very similar part of like, oh yeah, Superman comes it's to the Earth. It's the same story. Just Is about, it not, if I'm not mistaken, except no, it's about, way more uh, fucking brutal. So and there's the no thing. San Andreas fault line. Here's the thing, they merged one and two for Man and Steel. They merged Superman one and two for Man and Steel. So in this movie, there's no General Zod. But in Superman 2, he fights General yeah, Zod. Right? right? General Zod's the main villain. And it's crazy because you can totally see the mashup, right? Of like, ah, oh, he comes to Earth, right? He doesn't know how to deal with his powers. His grandpa goes, ah, oh, it's great yeah. power, it's great responsibility. Yeah, Except he dies dad? in a tornado this time, right? Yeah. Right? His dad by the way. Dude, I know it's a different movie, but god damn it, like, his dad is like, nope, I'm gonna go back for the dog, and you're gonna wait under the bridge, even though you could literally be back in two milliseconds, son. But dead. And so then no. he dies. No. And then, and then he's not dead yet, and he's like, I could save you. And he's like, nah, I like being right. <laughs> No, he's like, Dad, don't leave me under the bridge downtown. He's like, son, the red hot chili peppers don't exist. <laughs> but you're you're absolutely right. They did put the see, I knew I knew that the first movie or sorry, I knew that that the for one, I saw the two and a half minute sorry, two and a half hour runtime and was like, hey, shorten it, right? <laughs> Doesn't need to be that long. Yeah. And I was like, dude, fucking Man of Steel did the same thing. And it's not that long, but it actually is that long. It's two hours and 23 <laughs> minutes. But Scott just proved me right because Man of Steel does what Superman 1978, 1980 did. Yeah. But in, in less it, right? than the fucking total runtime of the first movie. And then, and then. Explain it to me. And then the mom thing comes back in Batman versus Superman, oh, right? God. It's just not Martha. All right, we're moving into the background of but it's, the film. But it's the same thing of like, but my mom's there. And he's like, how dare you say that name? How dare you say that name, Mom? And half like, my God, dude, you're blowing. 
<laughs> Dude, wait, you have to. I have to like drop you something of that. Don't know how you do that. It, it sounds hilarious. You yeah, sound like a what? broken jack in the box. Like, oh wait, it's, it's cutting it. Yeah. I forget. Why did you say that name? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Nice. Can I get the name for the order, Martha? What you said. All right, so. Uh, I did a little bit, I, you know, I watched some more stuff and, you know, uh -huh. supplementary material and, uh, you know, companion stuff to the film. And, uh, so one of the things that I didn't cover when we were talking about it is like on the sets of these two films, there was this weird emphasis on the idea of making this as real as possible. Like in the, in the sense that like not realism, but that it's something that you can believe is real like when you come to work you step on the set and you believe that superman is here you believe the world that you're trying to create and it's it's uh it's actually a, a word that i had no idea was a word i thought they were making it up for like the sake of the of the set and like the movie and stuff but it's called verisimilitude and it's the idea of something appearing or feeling real and so they had like sets and things designed for the set that, that had like Superman and the word like verisimilitude and like keeping this idea that everything needs to feel real and you need to believe in it, you know? Um, I guess a similar thing could be like, uh, there's a verisimilitude when you go to Disneyland because they try and to push everything away out of Disneyland so that all you exist in is the theme park, you know, that kind of idea. That's what they did with this film. So I told you there was 19 months of shooting and it was all over the globe. And basically everybody on the set fucking hated filming. Everybody hated it. Flying scenes were uncomfortable, like regardless for who it was. Like, um, it was just long hours and draining and they all had they all complimented the director a ton being able to bring that energy to the set every day um dude get this this is a pretty funny one there were long and extensive conversations held between the costume director and and the director of the film on how big superman's junk was gonna be really yeah they, there was Why? like a ton of deliberation over like what it should be and the the <laughs> the uh costume director's idea was like all or nothing <laughs> you know you don't go somewhere in between like you either do nothing or you do a huge package um i like that mentality honestly that that's <laughs> kind of like if it's gonna be noticeable make it impressive otherwise <laughs> don't bother yeah i uh okay i i can respect that they ended up going with none ah, but, respectable but there uh, are i didn't even fucking think of it honestly i yeah not I even during that. during the the fucking lois lane interviewing superman scene where she's like in all of your bodily functions are they and he's so like so weird he's like bitch what and she's like, like your digestive system like your organs and he's like yeah i eat i get hungry you fucking i drink when i get thirsty you should you ought to try it too bitch <laughs> um so they they're they're somewhere on like 
in Warner Brothers like vault somewhere. There there has to be film that exists of test footage of Christopher Reeve with just like a 12 inch dong stuffed up into his pants somehow. Like it exists somewhere. But as you said, we will never know, dude. It's behind the lock. We'll never know. It's behind the Warner Brothers lock, man. We're never going to touch it. (laughs) (laughs) So here's a weird, like, contradictory statement. But I told you the the budget for this was pretty big, but that they almost ran out or that they did run out when filming two and they needed the funding from the first movie to finish the second movie. But on the same token, the studio almost never gave the director a budget or a schedule. (laughs) So you imagine you're operating under this guise where you have a budget and you have a schedule, but you have no fucking clue what it is. And you're just going to work every day, just like making decisions on what, where to cut corners and stuff. And you have no idea. Like, board is, just shows up. Today's the day. No oh, fuck. Fucking heart just explodes. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy, man. So what's our budget? Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, we're that's, out of budget. Crazy, like. <laughs> fucking the. What, what do they call them? The PAs. You know, they're like, anybody got a coffee? Hey, Dave. Who said anything about fucking coffee? You think you got <laughs> coffee money? I don't even know what kind of money we have. Now go rent out the San Francisco Golden State Bridge, all right? Now, yeah, now don't go tell Bobby to finish building the fucking Krypton set. We need to film there yesterday. I'm, I'm sure it's It doesn't matter. And I want some this fucking uniforms that glow. I want to point a 45 degree angle light at him, and I want him to glow. And where oh. the hell is my coffee? <laughs> that's that's all the notes I have. But if you ever want to watch this movie, don't watch the second movie <laughs> because you watch the first movie in the first 10 minutes. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, it's that insane. sounds like a joke. So, that is not a joke. It's that not is a joke literally at all. what happens. Not a joke at all. It's without audio from the first movie, right? It's just playing some like weird like backtrack. Right, oh, but loop. from from context, just from like visual context, right? It literally spends about ten to twenty minutes showing you scenes from the first movie, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I understood that." <laughs> Granted, cool. a movie that released two years after the first one, where it's yeah. like, they, I think they needed to do that because honestly, I was doing this the other day where uh-huh. I had to go look up the plot of the film again because I had literally completely forgot about what the film was i would have shown up today and gone i i basically didn't watch this film like it was just i a time jump a time skipped like because i don't i didn't remember it at all i remembered the fucking san andreas fault scene that that was just and then the world spinning thing i'm like i'm fucking done so like, I, I kind of have a speculation on why they included that, right? Because um, a year prior to the first one's release, Star Wars Episode Four released, right? And in the beginning, they have the whole text screen cutting, like the whole text screen synopsis, right? Uh-huh. So I think I think they wanted their own take on that, right? Of like, oh yeah, let's do something like Star Wars, but like, not as stupid. 
But less reading. Yeah. Because reading is for nerds. Yeah, more <laughs> visual. None of that lame shit from Star Wars. Who needs a lightsaber? Superman's just gonna spin the Earth counterclockwise and then respin it clockwise. He's got that... lightsabers <laughs> built into his fucking eyes. Like, you can't tell somebody. Like, it is so outrageous of a concept and idea that it's like you cannot tell somebody that and have them think like if they've never seen this movie you tell them oh yeah superman 1978 the christopher reeve film yeah he flies backwards in time around the globe to stop a missile from killing lois lane and you're like what like what is going on? This is fucking yeah. stupid. Oh yeah, before that, he stopped the tectonic plates from destroying California by pulling them together. Yeah. Duh. You know that <laughs> scene in uh, Homecoming where Peter was holding the the like the boat together? Yeah, just imagine that, that but and better. two continents. It's that, but better. But with What's oh wait, that but better. You mean you mean the part in Spider-Man Two where he's holding the train from falling off the rails? Yeah. Yeah, but, but just like it's two continents. But better. <laughs> Kick this man. Nah, no, he's literally holding from two the plates of the earth. Yeah, but better. Well, did he really save? I mean, in Californians, well, I mean, he rewinded time. So yeah, those like, are like each one of them counts. is like half a person. <laughs> half? That's being generous. Okay, oh, so, so to say what we like about this movie specifically, is there is there something that jumps at you about this movie, like? that you really enjoyed that was like kind of like what separate this movie in your guys' eyes from anything else we've seen in terms of like superhero movies I should say. um yeah but it didn't even come from this movie if that makes sense it's about the movie mm -hmm. all right you haven't seen kill bill have it have you i haven't seen the first one I have, yeah. all right well the second one uh when she, spoiler when she gets to bill right bill makes this fucking commentary about how Every other superhero wakes up as their alter ego. They like Peter Parker, he wakes up Peter Parker, he brushes his teeth, Peter Parker, he goes to work, Peter Parker, whatever. But Superman oh, yeah, is this... was born Superman and he pretends to be Clark Kent. And then he begins to dissect Clark Kent. He's like, he's weak, he's incompetent, he's kind of dumb, he's not char he's not charismatic. And he poises that Clark Kent is how Superman sees us. He sees us as dumb. He sees us as weak. He uh -huh. sees us as frail. That's the that Clark Kent is Superman's commentary on the world. And I feel like that lends itself so perfectly to a good Superman story, like like uh -huh. Injustice, where he's kind of like, fuck these guys, whatever. You know? Or just anyone where yeah. Superman any, acts any, like, like he, a... He acts like yeah. Omni-Man. <laughs> I was gonna say he acts like Homelander. Hmm. Oh, okay. Above, just above but yeah, Omni Man also appropriate. But I feel like Homelander kind of feeds his own desires, his personal desires. Whereas Omni Man, but we were talking about this. He's got more of a soldier's mentality, and his allegiance is to Viltrum, even though it's really not. Viltrum. You know what I mean? <laughs> is it Viltrum? <laughs> Oh fuck! Cri Cripton. <laughs> yeah, none of your none of your Viltrim. He's a Viltrimite. I can't. I don't want to talk about Invincible. Yeah, no, of course, I, of course, I, I'm one comment from... away from exploding. He's one comment away from exploding on Invincible. Spoilers. Yeah, all right. So let's keep it to Homelander. <laughs> <laughs> but funny enough, you mentioned that because they elaborate that on the second movie, actually. Hmm. 
I'm dead serious. They they go into like Superman like. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, because Lois Lane. Um, do we <laughs> want to talk about this now or? He loses his powers. Yeah. He, he, well, he gives, gives up, up his, his powers, powers because of his Lois love Lane. for Lois Lane. Yeah. And then Lois Lane is like, but I love Superman. Like, I want <laughs> I want, I want, you to be the man that I love, like, I fell in yeah, love with. Yeah, I fell in love with, yeah. Like, and to his face. <laughs> Not even, like, in, a, in like, a headspace or anything. So, like, literally, okay. to his face. I do like this, though, but they don't even really talk about it. But, like, in the second movie, when he loses his powers, he loses powers from red kryptonite. Because the radiation from red kryptonite or ruby kryptonite or ruby K, as, as they call it in comics, um, fucking, yeah, it takes away his powers. But, like, there's a whole, this is so funny, is in the comic books, they've reached points where, like, they grasp and need to come up with ideas. So they come up with, like, different colors kryptonite of kryptonite. It. It's, like an, it's like the, there's an app for it. There's a kryptonite for yeah, it. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> Do you so, need like, Superman to see ghosts? Here's a kryptonite for it. <laughs> Do you want Re Superman to buy you lunch? Here's kryptonite. Do you need Superman to battle dementia? <laughs> well, there's so there's green, which like we know makes him weak and takes away his strength. There's Correct. red, which takes away his powers uh, completely. Um, there's what does green do? It just makes him Take weak, yeah. like or kills him. But slowly. I didn't see him trying to. F Here okay, go on. Sorry, go on. Well. <laughs> All, but all I was getting at is like, there's also like Lex Luthor finds kryptonite and then synthetically makes other types of kryptonite mm -hmm. so that it can like purple kryptonite will turn Superman on his like will make him evil. Oh, you know, and like it's just as simple as just, that. no, it's just as simple as like it's purple, purple kryptonite, kryptonite. Like, Kryptonian Viagra. <laughs> no, that's the blue I kryptonite. I thought that was the end of your sentence. <laughs> the better <clears throat> but yeah so they take away his powers He's in the second one right as zod like, now we wait 30 minutes lois <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be like she'd she'd give it to him and go like we need to wait and then he'll go like but i'm superman <laughs> and then it, and then it's like <laughs> just like his metabolism is at the speed of sound no, like <laughs> he spins he spins around earth like in the current direction speeds up time 30 minutes ahead what he's like all right well, we're good. <laughs> or what that's how he gets it up he's like hold yeah. on i'll use the power of centrifugal force <laughs> like <laughs> just flushes all the blood stick down stick my dick in a centrifuge <laughs> <laughs> he just imagine so imagine in the scene like when he spins around and digs down into earth imagine he yeah. does that then just a massive boner hits everybody as he spins <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> his flashlight is a black hole all right this we're getting <laughs> this is getting derailed pretty Hooray bad for now. superman boners <laughs> <clears throat> all right just shorten that to super boners, but okay. <laughs> super boners. <laughs> All right, so that was we watched 1978's Superman, starring Christopher Reeves. Um, out of a out of ten, out of, uh, well, I was gonna say out of ten like <laughs> kryptonite stickers, but like that's in the second movie. Um, so let's see, out of out of ten dangling Lois Lanes, how many would you give this film? Uh, by today's okay. standards, it gets a six. Oh, I should five. say this. Will, will this help? 
it is on record and it's mm. said that every single marvel movie every origin marvel movie that has ever been filmed they watch this movie somewhere before somewhere in the middle and somewhere in post-production this movie is like enshrined in all of mcu just by extension yes kind of like the blueprint for a superhero movie they essentially job but it's just it's here's my gripe it's old Uh. it's too long and it's a little campy like and there's nothing wrong with camp it's just like it's it borders on I corny w- i watch it and i feel the way lois lane felt when she when she heard clark kent say the word swell that you know how like it implies that her <clears throat> that it dried her up <laughs> kind of like that this movie dried me up a little bit i saw like, the runtime and was really like, swell actually all right, Scott, are you still moist? What's going on in your pants? Oh, goodness. All right. If I had to rate a swellness mater, a rater, right? I am going to give it this a six, mainly because to me, the most enjoyment out of this movie is seeing Christopher Reed pull off Superman and Clark Kent, right? Um, he is the probably the highlight of this movie, you know? Um, and it's a shame we lost him so young at 52 or 54, right? Um, but to see him act and to see him carry on the Superman role um, and to, to leave such a defining presence as the character, I, I think I think he cements this movie as a solid 6 out of 10 for me. Um, it is campy, it's long, the beginning doesn't need to be as long as it is, the plot is... Uh, the ending is... Uh, but Christopher Reed does a great job, you know? He does a pretty great job at it, right? movie i feel did its job like it's it's done its work mm-hmm. and if you know if you want to watch christopher reeve that's cool well was but, there a superhero movie previously to this or was this the first ever like i mean yes but uh-huh. this was like the first superhero movie like this was the right. first time that they were seeing things happen on screen that were defying what you could right. actually do in a way that was impressive I, where I fall on this, on this barometer is I, I would give it like, I think the story and everything, the sets and, and time, I give it like a seven. I knock it down two pegs for the San Andreas and the world going back in time bullshit. That was pretty bad. But then I give it another two stars again for having one of the most iconic soundtracks to this date scored by John Williams. It would be totally improper of us to not touch upon this guy this is the same guy who wrote this very famous star wars themes wrote this uh the composed the opening to this um same person who did jurassic park the music in this is just like i i walked around the house and that's the only thing i remembered from this movie was the music like that was part of the the enjoyment so I give it like a, a, a six and a half, a seven out of ten. It's um, it's it's history. It's it's film history more than it is yeah. like something you watch and for entertainment. You're you're right, and I want to say now that I've because I'm scrolling through different screenshots of different superhero movies, and I will give this movie. I'll bump mine up to a six for this reason. Um, take a look 
at the end fight of uh, of uh, of Endgame, like where everybody shows up and they're all yeah. charging, like all the good guys are charging, mm-hmm. and take a look at practically any fucking frame in Superman and the color palettes and just how much more vibrant it is despite the fact that it's a standard definition film like like just compare the colors it's Marvel movies comparatively seem a little drab there's a lot of uh like I get it it's trying to be realistic and you know that's fine that's cool mm-hmm. uh-huh. um but I will say, for a fantasy film, like for a comic film, where the source material tends to have colors that pop, and it's like in its nature to have scenes and characters that pop, um, Superman does that really well. Uh, and I'll give it that over uh, Marvel movies and even the DC movies of today. Except for the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, because those are supposed to be dark, and Gotham is the setting for it, and so that's good. That's a good setting for Gotham, and I'm not going to shit on it for it. But like end game where you have all the heroes charging they kind of look like a big shadowy mass <laughs> it doesn't matter how fucking high your hdr goes on your tv it's a lot gray with yeah. red accents and there's plumes of clouds it's just it's very drab maybe this is a conversation for another time but it, but it kind of also begs the question of like marvel movies are they necessarily are they revolutionary are they ambitious in scope (laughs) well but are they ambitious you know are they trying to do things never done before that's something this movie did and regardless of whether you like it or not and you and you you think the effects are impressive or not it it doesn't detract from the fact that this movie did things and made people feel certain ways about what film can do what you can see on a screen and what people can do like it's a very impactful movie and i think maybe part of it is that they really tried to do something you know they really wanted to do something crazy and maybe with some some of these newer movies we get you know people don't want you know maybe the the directors maybe the artists and the actors want to do something crazy but can the executives take that You know, that becomes a bigger discussion. But that's a discussion that I'm sure we'll talk about because we're in the middle of September. That means we're doing our first annual September Superhero Watch. We did the first movie here. It was Superman 1978. I can't imagine a better film to start off this new annual uh, shindig that we're going to be running. We watched the movie. Everything else is built upon. So, Scott, the question falls to you. What Uh film do we watch this week. Oh god, hold on, hold on. I'm on the spotlight, alright. I can think of a better movie to watch to start Dude, this you feel like chroma key be... the blackout right now. If you chroma <laughs> key the blackout, you'd be like floating arms and like a, a, a neck. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, I like this? <laughs> no, um, so I think a better movie um, that we also could have started off with was... The recent Joker movie that came out from 2019. No. Society? Yeah, that one. Society that the one. movie? That one. Society of the movie. Society of the movie. Because I haven't actually seen it, and I've heard nothing but great things about it. It's apparently also a good character study into, um, you know, mental disorders um, and how, you know, they can affect someone. Um, and I'm just excited to see it, you know? 
it's a movie I've been sleeping on this whole time, and I'm I'm excited. I took I took Alfie to go see it. <laughs> Oregon, up yeah. in Oregon. Sorry, I'm I liked it. I like Joker <laughs> yeah. a lot. So yeah, none of that is speak I'm again. <laughs> always looking to watch it. All right, well, that about wraps things up. Um, next week, we're gonna be here unless uh, unless something goes wrong. But we should be here seven o'clock, like always. Uh, next Wednesday we have, uh, this week, today we had, uh, Superman 2002, Spider-Man 2002 came out today. Uh, next week we have, uh, Devil All the Time comes out. Uh, so yeah, you can check that stuff out over on YouTube at the Paradise Podcast Network. Um, Spotify, you can search us the Paradise Podcast Network or PPN even, that works too. Um, slowly and surely we're starting to accrue stuff and without ever advertising a single thing it's kind of like slow and steady is, is nice at least you're not stopping or going back So, kind of like the movie we're taking a slow creep to two hours <laughs> yeah two and a half we're going we're gonna to reach it uh, Scott what, uh, yes. what do you got going on for this week uh, well honestly uh, a favorite series of mine called uh the tales of series uh their newest release oh, comes yeah, out yeah, tomorrow so we are going to be live tomorrow um which is gonna be thursday uh just to, to timestamp this um with that game uh after work so that's gonna be 5 30 pst um over at twitch.tv slash scooty wins um we'll be playing that over there for the remainder of the night and then continuing that for the rest of the week because i'm gonna be addicted to all living hell for that <laughs> Cool, cool. I'll have to stop by and check that out. I saw that was releasing this week. All the reviews were starting coming out, so I'm not even get it myself, but I'll stop by and see how you're doing with that. Alfredo, you haven't streamed in a long while, but if yeah. I understand, things are happening. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I finally, um, I wish I didn't have it tucked away in a corner, but I finally got the, uh, um, the, old stream pc uh condensed I, uh, I i made it smaller dude i uh i compacted it you know so it's a dense boy i managed to fit the whole graphics card in there scott um full size so you know um i need to i need to ditch the old uh the old hp60 pro um, and then once i get my hands on a usb capture card uh it should be all systems go i have a fucking decent enough setup here i mean i've had it but um my fucking i was bitching about this my bracket finally came in for my uh my gaming monitor so you know uh, i kind of don't have any excuses uh so now it's just a matter of sitting down and playing some games but it's coming eventually right yeah i don't want to set a date yet i'm just gonna do it's just gonna happen it's just gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I'm just gonna appear in a void. So like, just hey, go over there and follow me. I'll start. I'll start saying where you can find me once I've been consistent, even from streaming <laughs> to nobody for two weeks. Like if I do it two days out of the week for two weeks, then the following podcast I'll be like, all right, I've been streaming here. I all feel right. like that's fair. That is fair. That's and a you fair know one. when it, when it comes about when you finally shout it out, big deals, big deal, big if true. Oh yeah, big if true. That's how. Big if true. Big if true. Huge if true. Huge if true. So big it, that my hands are shrinking just talking about it. Enormous if correct. All right. Well, we're gonna head out here. This is uh, 
been a fun night. Had a good time tonight. And uh, if you're listening to this tonight or tomorrow or whenever, hope you're having a good time too. And we'll see you on the next podcast. And so remember, Cyborg looks like a Transformer and they made Aquaman cool. That's, that's my closing statement. I've been holding on to that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>